Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I'm just saying, if you were going to, if, if you were, had no morals, no ethics, no nothing, and you were going to commit voter fraud, how would you do it? Fair question, right? So one of the things I would do is I wouldn't want to, just throwing this out there, I would not want to commit the fraud in front of other people because I wouldn't want witnesses, right? So I would ask people to leave the room. That would be step one. Um, I'd say step two, once people left the room, I would continue the counting. But you say counting of what if you're committing fraud? Well, I'd have to have some fraudulent ballots laying around. So I've had, I'd have them hidden somewhere. And then I would bring them out in the middle of the night when everybody was asked to leave and then count those fraudulent ballots so there were no eyewitnesses. I mean, if I was unethical and immoral, which I'm not, that's how I would do it. What if I told you there's a video out there that looks awfully like that's kind of what happened? You may have seen it, but you haven't seen it like this. I'm going to kind of walk through this Georgia video today and, and don't go anywhere because I've got another story that incredibly, given the tidal wave of, uh, of media and stories coming at us has been missed. There's an FBI text that came out yesterday. Yes. An FBI text about the, remember the DNC hack folks with the air quotes? Who the hell are our guys when they're talking about the hack in this FBI text? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, get a VPN today. Why? Because you want to protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. That's why. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Friday. Finally coming out of the other side of a rough week for everybody this week. And Joe, in your worst uh, 1960s game show voice, how are you today? Fine, sir. It's Friday. Yeah. Joe, bringing us back to the halcyon days of 1960s radio. Halcyon days. (laughs) Hey, nice job with General Flynn, dude. Nice job. Thank you, by the way, and a very sincere thank you to Paula, to Joe, and to Drew for putting together a, on a extremely crunched timeline the General Flynn interview, which did bonkers numbers for us yesterday and a real American patriot. If you have not listened to it yet, just read the reviews and read the comments. Yeah, man. I self-praise thinks I'm not going to talk about it myself. If you're having any doubts about how interesting the interview is due to him, not me. He did it. General Flynn. Just read the comments. Check it out. Rumble.com. Everywhere you want to see it, check that out. Yeah. All right, let's get right to it. We got right. a loaded show. We got a new sponsor today. One of my personal faves. You know, we're coffeeaholics in this house, right? Um, Paul and I love coffee. Matter of fact, one of Paula's gifts to me a couple of years ago, which is one of my greatest gifts ever was, I know I got the timeline. Was it but six months ago? <laughs> I never get the time. Is a Jura because I love coffee so much. So they sent me a sample of this coffee, Press House Coffee. And I'm like, I'm in. What do you need me to, whatever you need, because I love it. It's great. Here's another one. This is my personal favorite. This is from Columbia Frutas Katora. This stuff is incredible. Press House Coffee was started by two guys who love premium coffee like me, but not the uppity culture surrounding it. They want you to enjoy coffee like everyone else the best way. In your house, they offer premium hand-sourced coffees and resources that make it easy to grow your knowledge and love for coffee uh, and only our very favorite equipment and accessories. They have a head roaster. He personally sources each bean and creates a unique roasting profile that highlights its unique flavors. Every bag, get a load of this. Okay, check this out. Is roasted to order. Ground any way you like. Hey, we do the beans. 
That's the beans, because I have this Jura grounds those babies up. It's shipped to you within 72 hours for peak uh, freshness. It's unique, delicious delicious blends like blueberry muffin, which is pretty spectacular. Vibrant blueberry notes and comforting flavors of fresh baked goods or key lime pie blend. A key lime pie blend with notes of invigorating lime, warm vanilla, and graham (laughs) cracker crust. Your mouth is watering right now. (laughs) I could tell. These are carefully selected, right? Oh, not, this stuff yes. is amazing. They sent me a sample. I'm like, I'm in. Love it. As long as I get some more freebies, I just, I'd pay for it. Whether you're looking for the best cup of familiar dinner, uh, diner-style coffee you've ever had, or you want to be amazed by the wild fruity notes coffee is capable of, you'll find something you love. I promise you, the stuff is spectacular. The Dark Roast Tavern Blend is another big hit in the Bajino household. Go, That's Paula's purse. She's giving me that. That's my personal favorite. Visit PressHouseCoffee.com slash Bongino. Get 20% off your first order. It's a great gift, too, by using promo code Bongino at checkout. That's PressHouseCoffee.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout for 20% off your first order. Go today. You're going to love it. Press, PressHouseCoffee.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. So... We saw this video. It's been making the rounds. Some of you saw it on cable news yesterday. I'm going to get to the video in a second. But again, I just want to reiterate this. If you were going to do uh, and pull off voter fraud again, how would you do it? Well, you do it without witnesses. Obviously, that would be step one. No one wants a witness to a crime, right? You always got the lookout guy. Hey, anybody looking? No, nobody's looking. Okay, let's commit the crime now. So there's no eyewitnesses, right? You'd also, if you wanted to get rid of witnesses, I want you to think all this through. Let's walk through this forensically, right? This video I'm talking about was taken in Georgia, is very suspicious and shows unquestionably weird behavior during the counting of ballots on election night in Georgia during the presidential election. If you were going to ask voter observers to leave, you know, poll watchers, what we call poll watchers, very simple. You probably wouldn't do it in the middle of the day, right? Because that in turn would elicit suspicion in and of itself. Why would you ask a poll worker to leave in the middle of the day while they're watching the polls? So how would you get them to leave? Well, you'd probably wait to the middle of the night. Therefore, you'd have some viable excuse to ask them to leave, correct? Trying to think of this like with an investigator's hat on. Because you'd have an excuse. And what would the excuse be, folks? Well, we need you to leave because we're all going home and we're done counting because it's the middle of the night. We're going to go to sleep. All right. Reasonable, right? So then they leave. You don't want witnesses, do you? So then all of a sudden, some ballots, which appear to be in suitcases hidden under a table, magically appear. Are these fraudulent ballots? I don't know that. I can't claim that because I wasn't there. What I can claim is there is a videotape showing that there were ballots that appear to be taken from suitcases underneath a table in the middle of the night after poll watchers were asked to leave that were then processed through a machine. I can tell you that sounds awfully unusual. Let's go first to this video and let's address part one and two of my theory. If you were going to commit voter fraud, how would you do it? Again, step one being tell everyone you're done counting. Step two, look for a reason to ask them to leave. And that reason would be, hey, it's the middle of the night. We're all going to Lily White's party. What's that? That's what my mom used to say when she told me it was time to go to bed when I was a kid. We're going to Lily White's party. I'd be like, yay, a party. She'd be like, just kidding. You're going to sleep. Check out this video of the poll watchers leaving in the middle of the night and evacuating. And you'll see in this four screenshot, this woman walks through exactly what happened. Check this out. So according to the witnesses, the Republican observers, there is a lady who has blonde braids who comes out to announce, we're going to stop counting. Everyone go home. And in fact, we see that. What happens is 
everyone clears out, including the Republican observers in the press, but four people stay behind and continue counting and tabulating well into the night from that point, which is going to be about 1025 when they all clear out, or 1030. And they will continue counting unobserved, unsupervised, not in public view, as your statute requires, until about one in the morning. The reason we know this is because when our Republican observers were forced to leave, they went to the Central Tabulation Center and they got news from a or word from a news crew that in fact counting had continued. They have information that not everybody left according to plan and some people stayed behind. So this shocked them. So they returned back to State Farm Arena at about one o'clock in the morning where they confirmed that in fact people had just left State Farm Arena in contravention of what they had been told by the supervisors who are running this operation. Step one and two, check, check. If you were going to commit voter fraud, you don't want witnesses, ask them to leave, say you're going to stop counting and then do what? (laughs) Continue counting. Anyone in the media concerned about this at all? By the way, that is in violation of Georgia law, election law, where there must be poll watchers. I'm just throwing that out there for, again, the liberal media goofballs with the ethical conspiracy theory. Is it a conspiracy theory? There's an actual videotape of poll watchers being asked to leave while vote tabulations continue. I'm, I'm just, can you not see? Is your vision struggling? Are you having a problem? Do you need bifocals or something like that? A little monocle like the Monopoly guy? I mean, do, are you missing out? Is one eye not functioning correctly? Is your stereoscopic vision failing you? Is that video not accurate enough for you? Do you dispute the content of it? Are you suggesting it's fraudulent? Because I would suggest to you that step one and two, ask your voter, ask your poll watchers to leave and keep counting, have been met by evidence in that video. Well, what would be step three if you were going to commit voter fraud? Well, you would need fraudulent ballots, which you wouldn't want counted in front of poll watchers now, would you? So if you were going to do it, the best way to do it would be to have fraudulent ballots to have them hidden and bring them out. Again, is that what's happening here? I'm not suggesting that because I don't have full evidence of that. What I do have evidence of is a video which seems to indicate some highly suspicious behavior that if you were a criminal investigator, as I was in a prior life, you'd be looking for answers for, which the media seems totally unconcerned with. So let's check this video for step three. If you were going to count fraudulent ballots, do you think it would look like something like this? Probably. Check this out. Eight o'clock in the morning. We're going to roll this back and show it to you. There you go. So now they're going to start pulling these ballots out from under this table. This table, the black one, was placed there by the lady with the blonde braids at about 8.22 a.m. in the morning. So she put that table there. So the same person who's staying behind now, the same person who cleared the place out under the pretense that we're going to stop counting, is the person who put the table there at 8.22 in the morning. Yeah, I saw four suitcases come out from underneath the table. Yeah, upper right hand, you see the gentleman in the red. So he just pulled one out. Ladies and gentlemen, the audio is pretty descriptive. So if you're listening on audio only, I hope you get it. But if not, rumble.com slash Bongino, you can watch the video of the gentleman in red and the lady with the blonde braids, in fact, pulling suitcases of what appear to be ballots from under a table while poll watchers were asked to leave. Why is nobody demanding answers on this now outside of conservative media? Why? 
and the leftist media goons are wondering why upwards of what, 70 to 80% of Republicans think there was a theft in this election, that there was voter fraud. Are you not, are you not watching what, what, what are, are you denying the authenticity of that? Even Paula in the background sitting there went, huh? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Kind of strange. You ask poll workers to leave in the middle of the night you claim you're going to stop counting. You don't stop counting. After the poll workers leave, four suitcases emerge from under a table with what appear to be ballots that are then subsequently processed while you ask the poll workers to leave. Don't worry, folks. Nothing to see here if you're a liberal dunce. Even worse, I've seen some information on social media this morning that those ballots Upwards of 90% of those ballots that appear to have been processed at that time were for Joe Biden. Again, kind of strange, isn't it? Also strange that Georgia had those allegations of a pipe, a water pipe that broke in the middle of the night. So they had to mysteriously shut all the counting down. I showed you on one of my shows two weeks ago that the texts from the people involved in the infamous water pipe burst that had to shut some of the Georgia counting down were texting each other in the middle of the night that it really wasn't that big of an incident at all, that it was a minor leak. Keep it up, leftists. Keep it up, leftist media types, not even remotely interested in getting to the bottom of what appears to be a very troubling set of videos. And, uh, you know, I, again, I know the talking head crowd on cable news, they say, you don't have any evidence. No, this is called evidence. And when you have evidence, is evidence proof? Sometimes, sometimes it's not. If Joe's in a neighborhood when a bank is robbed at the same time, that could be evidence. If we find out later Joe didn't rob the bank because we have video of someone else doing it, then it is not evidence. How do we do that? We investigate when we see Joe that he was in the area and we ask him questions. You think we might, we might want to ask questions of the people involved in this? I'm just making suggestions, folks. Now you know why we're demanding answers in Georgia. And again, we can run parallel tracks here, ladies and gentlemen. I am not on this don't vote in Georgia team. That's an absurdity. I'm very sorry. We can think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can pressure Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia to get to the bottom of this, no doubt. And at the same time, was that the video you, were you talking about when you said Newsmax? Was that a video you're talking about with Kemp, by the way? Do you have that? Oh, that's what I, I've confused my wife to death. So uh, we can pressure, uh, this will make sense in a second. We can pressure Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, who is a Republican, to get to the bottom of what happened here in this election and this clear evidence of something awry and also take care of business in the January uh, runoff election for the Senate. Do, this no vote stuff is absurd. Now, Kemp is starting to feel the heat. Washington Examiner article. You can see it right here. So be in the show. Read the show notes. I've got some really good stuff in there for you. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Georgia governor. Finally, finally, Dan Chaitlin, Washington Examiner, is calling for a signature audit. Why does this matter? I'll play video of him in a second. I totally confused Paula this morning. I thought she was talking about an article. The Georgia governor and the secretary of state, this guy's a total failure, Brad Raffensperger. I don't know what he's doing. The way to solve this problem is quite simple. Let's get all the ballots. Let's match them up with signatures on people's voter registration files. Folks, it's not mysterious. If the signatures on the ballots 
don't match the signature on Joey Bag of Donuts voter registration file, then that's not Joey Bag of Donuts that voted. Really easy. Why is this hard? Georgia can't figure this out? Again, we can be mad at Georgia officials and pressure them to do the right thing. At the same time, we don't forfeit two Senate seats to the defund the police socialist Democrats. Here's about video Brian Kemp last night finally uh, agreeing to at least push for this full signature audit. Check this out. You know, I called early on for a signature audit. Obviously, the Secretary of State, per the laws and the Constitution, would have to order that. He has not done that. I think it should be done. I think, especially with what we saw today, it raises more questions. There needs to be transparency on that. Uh, I would again call for that. And uh, I think in the next 24 hours, hopefully we'll see a lot more from the hearings that the legislature had today, and we'll be able to look and see what the next steps are. That's why we were confused. Paula's like, it's a Newsmax. That's Fox News. That's Laura Ingram. Can you, Paula, that was on, come on. That was on you, right? Okay, thank you. See, she, I love my wife. She's, I was on news. That's Fox News. That finally, listen, here's the thing, folks, too. I, I There's no time for right now for unnecessary, hyper ridiculous arguments just for the sake of effect. I defended Brian Kemp when he opened up his state, the governor of Georgia, and when President Trump went after him. I defended him because I thought it was the right move. I love the president. I've always supported the president. You know that. He's my guy. He'll be my guy. But I thought that was a bad call. I thought Georgia did the right thing. Brian Kemp is not doing the right thing now, and I hope this that, that is the right thing, what he just did pushing the secretary of state. We need a full signature audit. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, I'm growing more convinced by the moment that this evidence is of something very substantive. And I don't want you buying into the media narrative one bit that this election's over. It's not. But we can walk and chew gum at the same time. This election isn't over and we do have to focus on January 2. We cannot forfeit those two seats. This is my, but wait, there's more section. Let me get to my second sponsor. Folks, there's other allegations. I know the voter fraud stuff uh, this week, it's the charges and the allegations are so serious that it's tough for me to triage what to get out to you and not because they're coming from everywhere now. Let me just get to my second sponsor. We'll get to this and I want to get to the, uh, what's going on with the FBI uh, text. We're going to go a little out of order, Paul, today. Sorry. All right. Yeah, I know. She's like, what do you mean? We're going to go out of order. This is important. It's, this FBI text is blowing my mind. I can't get it out of my head. Hey, with the holidays approaching, it's important to practice, practice safe online shopping. Only shop at websites with URLs that start with HTTPS. And there should be an icon of a lock padlock, typically to the left of the URL. And don't overshare. No online e-tailer needs your social security number or your date of birth. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It affected mine. Had my identity stolen, it was terrible. It took me a year to clean the mess up. No joke. This holiday season, you can miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information is being used in their network, they'll send you an alert. I get texts on my phone. It's happened a couple times. Luckily, it was innocent, but it may not be for you. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 20% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Get it for you, your wife, your kids, your family, grandma, everyone. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino, 25% off. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Go today.
Thanks, LifeLock, for sponsoring the show. We appreciate it. But here's that. Uh, here's the infomercial. But wait, there's more on the voter fraud front. Folks, the Washington Examiner has another, another stunning piece. People who've given sworn affidavits. Sworn, again, for the liberals listening, meaning someone raised their right hand, swore they were telling the truth under penalty of law and potentially going to jail for lying. I know that's serious, but again, if you're a liberal, you're like, there's no evidence. No, affidavits are evidence, along with videos. We call that evidence. Right. That's a portfolio of evidence you would use to prosecute. I know, mysterious, Joe, all the liberals out there, but that's what evidence is. Sworn affidavits, people who saw stuff, swearing under the penalty of law that what they saw was authentic. Videotape, we can see with our own eyes, that's called evidence. Here's this Washington Examiner piece of more stunning allegations. Paul Bedard, Washington Secrets. Whistleblowers say that the Postal Service labeled Trump mail undeliverable and 388,000 ballots backdated, quote, disappear. Not my words. I didn't see it. Someone else swore to it. Jeez. Here, quick, a couple screenshot, screenshots from the piece. Critical stuff here, folks. A postal subcontractor, Jesse Morgan, on October 21st, moved upwards of 288,000 completed mail-in ballots from New York to Lancaster, Pennsylvania where his trailer holding the ballots disappears? Is this guy telling the truth? He swears he is. Maybe worth entertaining. I don't know. Evidence, you know, that kind of thing. Another subcontractor, Nathan Peace, is told, uh, is told by two separate postal workers on two separate occasions that the Postal Service in Wisconsin was gathering over 100,000 ballots on the morning of November 4th to backdate the ballots so they'd be counted even if they arrived after the deadline. Again, folks, that's called evidence. For the liberals listening with the blockheads and the vibranium-coated skulls. You might want to investigate that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Someone swore under oath. Are they telling the truth? I don't know. You know how you find out if we're telling the truth, Joe? You pull this crazy trick. You go interview them, mm -hmm. and you see if they tell the same story over and over again. And if they're telling the same story over and over again and can provide details that they get right every single time, it leads me to believe that they're probably telling the truth. Because you know what people who lie do? Oh, what people who lie do? Forgive me. When people lie and you ask them to repeat the story multiple times, they forget the details because it's a lie and it didn't happen. Right. Just a suggestion, folks. It's not for you. You're the smart ones. By the way, thank you for putting us in the top 10 this month podcast. We're up to number eight. So you're the best audience in the business. Yeah. Podtrack, number eight, moved up four spots because we love you. And you are the best. Super smart. But you're smart. You get it. Maybe interview these people here. There's more from this Washington Examiner piece in the show notes. Paul Bedard, check it out. A computer expert, Gregory Stenstrom of Pennsylvania, witnessed a vendor, Dominion vendor, and local election officials download and update counting machines in violation of election system protocol. Might want to look into that, folks. Here's another postal worker or workers in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and, uh, and Elkins Park, PA. They indicate widespread malfeasance in the Postal Service, including backdating ballots, and ordering Trump mail be interdicted to be placed in undeliverable bulk mail bins, but emphasizing that the Biden mail be delivered on time? You get the point. The, the horse is as dead as could dead. Is anybody doing anything about this other than Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis? Does anyone care? Of course, Democrats and the media don't. Folks, hat tip louder with Crowder. Stephen Crowder's a friend. I asked um, his producers for permission to use this. So Rudy Giuliani was at a hearing yesterday in Michigan. So now we've covered the Georgia video. We've covered insane allegations of voter uh, manipulation of ballots and sworn affidavits. Are they true? Are they not? Maybe we should interview these people and find out. DOJ better be on this right away. 
But Rudy Giuliani was at a hearing in Michigan about voter fraud yesterday, and some lawmaker decided he was going to give Rudy a little bit of a <laughs> Remember that uh, that that uh, there was that video years ago that NFL referee uh, the, uh, 15 yards he was giving him the business. It's if you've watched <laughs> football before the Colin Kaepernick days, it's a famous video. It's been around forever. Remember that show? Yeah. He was giving him the business. That was great. So this lawmaker in Michigan tries to give Rudy Giuliani the business yesterday, and Rudy's having none of this. Hat tip louder with Crowder. He has a great video and a podcast and an audio podcast as well. Uh, check this out. He goes full digitized uh, thug life glasses, Rudy Giuliani. Check this one out. This is cool. No one has found any evidence whatsoever of any of your wrongdoing. And why should we not believe the reported uh, attempts of you to try to seek a pardon from the president? Well, I, I will. I will. I will ask that he be he be disciplined for that. Uh, that is a defamation of my professional character. As I said, uh, I said reported. Uh, just, just for, uh, Mr. Just for Giuliani, the record, let me just ask for the, the record. Question. We haven't lost thirty nine cases. We've only brought three. So you're wrong about that. Second, the reason why people are reaching those conclusions is because, like you. They don't have the discipline, maybe the intelligence, I don't know, to read through this. You can't tell me there's no evidence when I have a couple of thousand affidavits from people. You can't tell me that your credibility is better than the credibility of those people. They swore under oath. You didn't. <laughs> Rudy going full, full digitized thug life Asses. I had a, I emailed the Crowder team like, you got to let me use that. Hilarious. Watch the video, rumble.com slash bungee or check it out on Crowder too, louder with Crowder. <laughs> he does that a lot. He's always got a good knack for me, but Rudy's taking none of this. Rudy's like, hey, listen, um, daddy-o, so you're questioning my integrity. I've got a binder full of sworn affidavits from people who swore under oath under penalty of law that they saw potential malfeasance in the election. You're not interested in it at all. You're interested in personal attacks on me. Rudy's having none of it. Questions the man's intelligence, which of course I'm questioning too. But that wasn't it from this hearing, folks. No, it gets better. This is again the wait, there's more segment. So, you know, uh, sometimes out on social media, especially my parlor account, um, I'll put out, hey, the hero we all need today. It's been a rough week. Can we all be honest? It's been a rough week. Things have happened. I know we're all down in the dumps sometimes. The election so far, um, you know, the media has already declared a winner. So sometimes we have one of these, the hero we all need today moments. Um, I don't know this woman. I've never met her in my life, but she's making the rounds on social media. And uh, I think it's Mike Cernovich who, who, uh, who, who he's like, I love this woman's sass. This is terrific. This is the same briefing. These these Michigan lawmakers who, who don't want, you know, they don't want to need they don't want to be questioned about the vote count in Michigan <laughs> at all. So he decides to question this. I know you've seen it. Josie gets a cheater. Right? So this Michigan lawmaker thinks it's a good idea to question one of the affiants, one of the woman, woman of the woman who swore she saw something that was off to question her integrity. She's having absolutely none of this. Remember the hits file? It starts with an S. Sounds like hits. You know, giving a hit, if you get what I mean. Well, she has a file of hits to give. And that file is zero. This woman has zero hits to give at all. Check this out. This is great. That, that's not the what case. What did you guys do? Take it and uh, do something crazy to it? <laughs> I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saw. That they're filling in? I know what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay. We're, we're, I think I, just, I, someone give her the. She needs the classes too. 
Someone should have given her whoever sent me tea, <laughs> that me, sent me these the non-digitized real plastic. These are actually real. This is not an effect on the show. Paula added. Someone needed to say she, she she needed this. Wait wait, wait, wait. I can't put the cigar because this is. I'm not putting this in my mouth. Someone said they need the cigar too. Uh, somebody, Paula, can we get on this? Stamps.com. We need to go. Someone shipped these out. The woman needed these. Needed, that would have been perfect. And the MAGA hat too, just like the Crowder effect. Wouldn't that have been hilarious if she did that during the hearing? Totally wrecks this idiot. She's like, no, I signed an affidavit saying I saw some really suspicious stuff. Did you sign anything? No, no, no. You're just a moron up there. Of course, politician trying to cater to your left-wing lunatic base. Nuts. Questioning her. That's hilarious. And by hilarious, I mean really stupid. All right. The voter fraud segment for today, is because the, there's a lot going on, and I don't want this tactical level nuke that was dropped yesterday. That's gotten no media coverage. You know how I know that? Because many of you watching and listening right now, including Paul and Joe, are probably like, huh, what? What are you talking about? FBI text? Folks, the whole targeting of the Trump campaign thing has not gone away. I only talk about it when there's news to break. And there was major news yesterday. By the way, hat tip on uh, Twitter to Technofog was always great. That's where I get some of this stuff from. But there were some newly declassified documents in the spying operation against Donald Trump and the alleged DNC hack that came out yesterday. And folks, one of them is just a, what the? Hmm. Hmm. So we got a little gander at this text yesterday that we've now seen for the first time. Before you put this up, again, this is from uh, our friend over on uh, Twitter, Technofog, who does a great job. This is his red line around this text. So you know what this is before we get it up. This is a series of text exchanges from a woman named Jen Boone in the FBI or to Jen Boone. Who was Jen Boone and why does she matter? Jen Boone was one of the case agents or case FBI uh, officials involved in the management of the Carter Page case. Remember Carter Page, who was a part of the Trump team, who was alleged to be the devious Russian spy setting up this deal with Trump to collude with the Russians? Laughably stupid, of course, all based on the pee-pee hoax. We get that. So Jen Boone was intimately involved in this. And remember, right around this time, the FBI is alleging all kinds of things like the DNC was hacked by the Russians, and we think the Trump campaign had something to do with it. Everybody cool with that? Joe, you cool with that? Everybody yeah, get that? We're good. FBI hacks, FBI is investigating the alleged hack of the DNC by the Russians, and they're blaming it on Trump, and they think Carter Page is involved. So the woman involved in this uh, gets is uh, getting these texts right around this time. And this is super weird. Remember, the FBI has been telling us the whole time that the Russians were the ones who hacked the DNC. Check this text exchange out. So they're talking about it. They're like, hey, they've been talking about this. It's Peter Stroke stuff, blah, 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 blah. The hack of the DNC server? Yes, ma'am. Well, figured. The release of emails on Wiki? They respond, which release? There were a couple recently. Responds back. So on Friday, there were a bunch of DNC emails posted on WikiLeaks. <laughs> What's the next line? That was our guys. Wait, wait, wait. Keep this up a minute. Hold on. Am I reading? I you didn't see this in the media yesterday, did you, folks? No. Again, if you're not watching my show, you kind of missed this. So just to be clear, the FBI, one of the case officers working on the PP tape hoax case, is in a text exchange with fellow FBI agents talking about the WikiLeaks dump of the DNC emails they told us was hacked by the Russians. And they say... 
there were a bunch of DNC emails posted on WikiLeaks. That was our guys? And they respond back, oh, got it. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. You, you, you think? Yeah. Whoa. What? Now, no, no. Because I don't ever jump to conclusions and I don't like hysteria. Our guys, it pains me to say it, but I owe you the truth. Our guys could mean a lot of different things. Our guys could mean the target of their investigation. Could mean some Russian hacker. Could mean a lot of different things. But based on actual evidence, I don't think our guys were Russians. Why? So just to be clear, and Joe, again, please stop me here if I, if I confuse anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's now a text exchange. The FBI has told the public, the public told you and the media idiots who fell for it, that the reason they believed from the start that the Trump team was colluding with the Russians during the election is because the Russians hacked the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, released the emails to WikiLeaks to embarrass Hillary, and Trump was part of it. Mm-hmm. So why are they talking about the release being done by our guys? Who are our guys? Well, let's rewind the tape a little bit, because if the DNC was hacked by, in fact, the Russians, then the people who analyzed that hack, a company called CrowdStrike, that hack would have evidence, right, that if the DNC was hacked, data, follow me, folks, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go real slow through this, that the data was hacked and taken out of the DNC, a synonym for taken out would be exfiltrated from the DNC and sent to WikiLeaks. Is there any evidence of that? There must be, right? I mean, the FBI is saying our guys did it. Who, who the hell are our guys? Well, let's go to this old IT Wire article where it's quite odd that the company that analyzed this doesn't seem to actually have any evidence that the Russians hacked the DNC. So if the Russians didn't hack the DNC, then how are the Russians our guys? IT Wire, be in the show notes, by mm-hmm. the way. Check it out. CrowdStrike chief admits no proof Russia exfiltrated DNC emails. Strange, right? Hmm. From the IT wire piece. So our guys, we can kind of eliminate the Russians because there's no actual proof. So who else could our guys be? Let's go to the IT wire piece. In one typical exchange, Sean Henry, Sean Henry, by the way, is an executive at CrowdStrike, folks. CrowdStrike are the ones that looked at the DNC servers. Not the FBI. CrowdStrike did it. So Sean Henry from CrowdStrike was asked, hey, what about the emails that everyone is so, you know, knowledgeable of? Were there also indicators that they were prepared, but not evidence that they actually were exfiltrated? To this question, Sean Henry responded, Henry again from CrowdStrike, there's not evidence that they were actually exfiltrated. There's circumstantial evidence but no evidence they were actually exfiltrated. Mm, mm, mm. I'm going to get to Sean Henry and who he is in a moment. But again, we do evidence here. That's what this show does. We bring you the truth no matter what. So now we know FBI investigators looking into the hack of the DNC by the so-called Russians are texting each other that our guys did it. That... Their text, not mine. That was our guys, are the exact words. 
We now know that CrowdStrike never told the FBI because they had no evidence that the Russians exfiltrated or took the data. So if these are competent FBI investigators, Joe, by the process of simple elimination, our guys who hacked the DNC couldn't have been the Russians because nobody told the FBI it was the Russians. Mm -hmm. Everybody tracking me there? Just simple logic, folks. Logic 101. Thank you. Yeah. So who's Sean Henry, executive of CrowdStrike? Because this is kind of weird that Henry would testify to that. And yet Bob Mueller, the FBI and others, and media idiots who can't do the simple process of elimination and deduction, logic and reasoning, modus tonins, modus polens type, whatever the hell that was. Remember that in college? (laughs) But he loved that. (laughs) You would think they would look back and say, well, is there some kind of relationship between Sean Henry and the FBI? No, no, of course there isn't. (laughs) Of course there is. I'm just kidding. Here you go. Here's FBI.gov. Here's one of their archives. Who was Sean Henry at CrowdStrike? Well, when you go back to the FBI's own archives, you find out Sean Henry was the executive assistant director of criminal cyber response and uh, services branch of the FBI and was appointed as such by one Robert S. Mueller III. Hmm. Weird, huh? Strange, right, Joe? A little weird. Crazy, dude. Cra- sure, it's a coincidence. Crazy pills everywhere, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a set of crazy pills. I have a lot of pills. As I said, my urine yesterday is worth about $62,000. You have no idea how many chemicals were in my... No, no. No, are you taking a note on that? So you're just gonna cut I'm telling you, there were. if I went through the laundry list of pharmaceuticals going through my system, all legal, don't worry. You'd be like, whoa, you could have distilled that and you could open a pharmacy. It was amazing. But I'm not crazy. And I can tell you in that set of pills I took, there were no crazy pills. So the FBI's texting that our guys did the DNC hack. Their words, that was our guys. By process of simple deduction, no one who investigated the hack ever said the Russians exfiltrated the data. We have their sworn testimony. And the guy who said, no, we don't have evidence that the Russians exfiltrated the data, hacked it and took it. To hack it, you got to exfiltrate it or take it out. That that same guy worked with Bob Mueller and was appointed as one of the FBI's head of their cyber branches. (laughs) Crazy, man. We're all weirdos, right? We're all nuts. You media people, you all got this process nailed down, don't you? Serendipity. Mm -hmm. Joe, (laughs) totally serendipity. Serendipity. It was more a Kate Beckinsale movie, Serendipity, right? With that other John something guy. I mean, really unbelievable. All just the limity slickets and a series of unfortunate events all happened at the same time. None of them connected at all, of course. All right, I got to get to the third sponsor. Hey, but on a serious note, um, folks, you know I, the show is for you. And uh, I always respond. Uh, well, I read. I shouldn't say I respond. I don't respond to everything because we don't have time to respond personally. But I read a lot of your criticisms and a lot of your comments. And uh, a guy, I, a regular you know, email or emails of the show, he said, you know, he's like, hey, Dan, the last few days, you know, your show has been really, you know, sarcastic and kind of humorous, but I like the serious Dan more. I understand that. I appreciate it. But uh, just to be candid with you, I feel like I owe you a little window into my life because you've shared so much with me. Um, the last few days have been really hard. They've been, they've been tough. Um, I don't mean to like be sappy or anything like that, but 
the chemo is starting to like really damage me and ding me up a little bit. So when I rely on Joe a lot and Paula and I introduce like my meatloaf two out of three ain't bad. It's not because I'm trying to be like, uh, you know, Joe Rogan or Howard Stern or be the funny guy. It's, um, it's because I need it. The last few days have been really hard. Um, you know, they have been today. I feel better. And I always promised you, I would never go on the air and do a show if I didn't want to be here. But if you go back and listen to those two shows, um, I think it'll all make sense. So, you know, I just ask your patience with me. And, you know, some of you may not be into some of my sarcasm, but it's, it's a crutch for me when I'm having a tough time, you know, clearing my head. Sometimes it's, it's not easy to go through this. Um, you know, it, many of you've been through it, you know it. So, um, just a note. I appreciate the commentary though. Thank you for sending me that email. Uh, the show is always for you and I want to make sure you're always happy with it. All right, let's get back to the content of the show. Today's show also brought to you by friends at iTarget. Listen, this year's reminded me of many things, including how important it is to look after the ones we love and be prepared. I'm going to give you an idea for an unbelievably unique, incredible holiday gift. Our friends at iTarget, give them the iTarget Pro. You can practice safely with your firearm in the safety and security of your own home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a, just an incredible piece of equipment. The reviews on it are amazing. What is it? It is a proprietary app and a laser round. It lets you save, uh, train safely in the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. No manipulation of the firearm. You have to get special barrels, buy any special equipment or anything. It's literally a laser round. Drops in a safely unloaded firearm. It emits a laser onto a target, and it comes with an app you download, and you see where the rounds would have landed. The problem with dry firing... In other words, uh, depressing the trigger and practicing your skills, your grip, your extension is it's dry. That's why it's called dry fire. There's no round in the farm. You don't know where the rounds would have landed. Not with iTarget Pro. Now you put that, uh, that laser round in there and you can see exactly what your groupings look like. It's fantastic. Practice your breath control, muscle memory, grip, extension, sight picture, sight alignment. Today, you can save 10%. People love this stuff. Of all the, I get tons of email on this. People can't put it down. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code Dan at checkout. Here's the website, itargetpro.com. It's the smartest way for you to practice. It pays for itself in just a few days. You don't even have to go to the range. Range is great. Some of you can't get there. Some of them are closed. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Use offer code Dan. You're going to love this product. I promise you, your proficiency with your firearm is going to go through the roof. All right, getting back to the show. I know I'm messing Paula up today. I'm sorry. I'm going a little out of order, but that, but that FBI story has been on my mind the whole time. It is. And, and sometimes when I'm doing the show, I, you know, I want to get the voter fraud stuff out because it's so time sensitive. But that FBI story is on my mind. I got to do it. So let's go back. Now we're going to cover another just quick uh, Spygate update because, you know, I'm not confident in the DOJ. You know that. I, people ask me, well, who's going to wind up in handcuffs and nobody's going to jail? I don't know. I wish I knew. I am not an insider in the swamp. I am an outsider doing the best I can to pressure everyone to do the right thing. But I can tell you yesterday on a sliver of good news, I'm not suggesting this is like everyone should celebrate, pop the vouv, start drinking the champagne and wine. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in a bit of good news, John Durham, special counsel assigned to investigate Spygate, again, in the giving hits file, has zero hits to give and is trying to drop the hammer on at least one of the people involved in the targeting. Check out this piece in the Washington Examiner. This is good a piece of good news. No celebrations. It should have, but a piece of good news. Jerry Dunleavy, Washington Examiner. Up in the show notes again today, this piece, if you want to read it. 
John Durham, an ex-FBI lawyer, duel over prison sentence for FISA email deception. I'm going to give you this summary in a nutshell first, and I'll walk through what happened. So remember in the Spygate case, there was an FBI lawyer. That FBI lawyer was asked to look into Carter Page. Carter Page was a foreign policy advisor on the Trump team. Carter Page had had some contact with Russians. It's a very simple story. That contact with Russians, ladies and gentlemen, was at the request of our intelligence community who was using Carter Page as a source. Everybody dig? In other words, Carter Page was doing his patriotic duty as an American to nail some Russian spies. Wouldn't it be kind of crappy, Joe, wouldn't you think, if you were working for the U.S. government intel community trying to nail Russian spies and then another government agency is trying to prosecute you for chatting with Russian spies? I'm just throwing that out there. Sounds kind of like a terrible thing to do, no? Well, that's exactly what happened in this case. An FBI lawyer was tasked by another FBI agent to check to see if Carter Page's contact with these Russians was legitimate on behalf of our government or was some shady activity. And when the Central Intelligence Agency got back to the FBI lawyer and said, no, this guy's a source for us, that's why he's talking to these Russians, the FBI lawyer altered the email to write, he was not a source. Kind of a bad thing to do. So what's the development? Why are we talking about this now? Because this FBI lawyer is trying to snake his way out of prison. Oh my gosh, my reputation is ruined. Spare us the crocodile tears, brother. Michael Flynn, patriot, hero, red-blooded American patriot, had his, not only his life, but his financial life, his family's life, his wife's life, his brother's life, and anyone who touched him, their lives ruined. And I didn't see anybody in the media crying crocodile tears for him. So hard pass. It's one thing to be merciful. It's another thing to be stupid. But Durham in the hits file is giving exactly zero hits. What do I mean? Let's go to screenshot number one. So Klein Smith, the FBI lawyer who doctored the email, is trying to get out of jail time. Special counsel John Durham saying, no, 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 thanks. Here, this is in the uh, the paperwork they filed yesterday. This is from Durham to the judge. The government respect- respectfully submits that a sentence of incarceration that is at least between the middle and upper end of the sentencing guidelines is appropriate and warranted, Durham said. This case is outside the heartland of typical cases under false statements charges, and such a sentence would reflect the seriousness of the offense. Again, am I patting John Durham on the back? Am I getting, am I celebrating? Are we cracking the bottle of 1942? No, I'm just telling you folks, when there's good news, there's good news, and we shouldn't ignore it. This is a good thing. Durham is saying, not only is this guy going to go to jail if it's up to us, Joe, did you catch it? He said, not only go to jail, Mm -hmm. but we want the sentencing at the upper end of jail time. Good. Good. Thank you. Kleinsmith, of course, who doctored the email saying Carter Page was not a source when the CIA told him he was a source. It's a clear-cut case. Kleinsmith's still trying to weasel his way out of this. From the piece, here's their response. This is from Kleinsmith's lawyer, the FBI lawyer. The FBI lawyer's lawyer. He says significantly, however, Kevin Kleinsmith did not knowingly lie about the relationship between individual one and the other government agency, the CIA. 
When Kevin informed the agent that individual one, Carter Page, was not a source, he genuinely believed he was conveying accurate information. Kleinsmith's lawyer also contended. Really? Folks, I'm not going to go into all the inner wonkery of the case, but I'll leave you. If you believe this, I've got a bridge in Palm City near my house to sell you. Super cheap. The CIA officer who was talking to the FBI lawyer telling Klein Smith that Carter Page was a source working with the Russians for the CIA offered to clear up any confusion in a phone call about the status of Page as a source. Everybody digging? Everybody picking up what I'm putting down? You say, oh, well, Klein Smith, if he was confused like he claims in this court filing, right, Joe? Klein Smith clearly called the CIA officer back and got clarification, right? No, no, folks, never called. Never. Why would he not call? <laughs> because he didn't want to know. Right. Because he wanted to come back in court later on, clearly, and say, I don't know, Sergeant Schultz, I don't know nothing about nothing about nothing. No, no, no. One more. Durham. So we get a, this is like ping pong. Durham, Kleinsmith, back to Durham. Durham's still not having any of this. We're not cracking the champagne, but this is going to, Durham's like, nah, we don't care. No thanks. Check this out. Good for Durham, by the way. Laying the hammer. Bull Durham here. Durham said, quote, to the extent that Kleinsmith argues that he's already been punished due to loss of employment and his possible disbarment due to this felony conviction, these circumstances should not mitigate his sentence because these collateral consequences are entirely the result of his own wrongdoing. Hey, hey, oh. hey Kenny Bell time. <laughs> yes. Love you, Kenny Bell. There you go. You got to stop. You always have to stop the Kenny Bell. But good for you. Dorham's like, I don't really care. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. I believe in forgiveness. But forgiveness requires some form of repentance, and repentance requires some form of punishment in a just legal season. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Render unto God what is God's. And although we're not living under Caesar, thank the Lord, we are living in a constitutional republic where Kevin Kleinsmith broke the law. And I'm sorry, but I care very little about Kevin Kleinsmith ruining his own reputation and potentially being disbarred as a lawyer because he was too foolish to do the right thing and he did the easy thing. Good for John Durham. We'll see what else he gets. All right, folks, let me get to my last sponsor. And wait, what do we got coming up? Hold on. I just got to tell you what's on the other side. Four, five, where are we going to go next? Oh, the Fox News story with the... Uh, the fact check. Please don't go anywhere for this fact check story because I want to show you the scheme. It's a Fox News story, a New York Post story, and a Breitbart story all tied into one so you understand the scheme and how they work. This is going to be a good We'll wrap up the show on that one. This is, a, this is, this is delicious, this one. This is delicious too. Liquid IV, our new favorite, folks. Uh, this is their immune support, their hydration multiplier. We love it, especially good now for me for a number of reasons, but for you all as well. Flu season often lines up with our holiday plans. But Liquid IV can help support your immune system with increased hydration and essential vitamins. It's perfect for staying hydrated on holiday flights or long road trips. It can even help with those dreaded hangovers. Happens sometimes after a few drinks. <laughs> Never happened to me, ever. Liquid IV's best-selling hydration multiplier now has three new flavors, guava, watermelon, and apple pie. They are all Absolutely delicious. One serving of liquid IV provides the same hydration as two or three bottles of water. They have five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana. 
It's not like those sugary sports drinks. There's no artificial flavors or preservatives and less sugar than an apple. It's non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes liquid IV so effective? Check this stuff out. It's super simple here. Crack these open. Take out one of these bad boys. Pop the top. Put it in water. Shake it up. Boom. There you go. It's a perfect way, perfect way to get nutrients into your cells. It has the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium. Delivers water and nutrients using cellular transport technology effectively into the bloodstream. It's helped me a lot lately. Not kidding. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water gives you as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. They've also donated over 6 million servings globally. In response to COVID-19, products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active U.S. military. Over 3 million so far. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Walmart in the beverage section, or or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Bongino at checkout. That's liquidiv.com. Use code Bongino at checkout for 25% off anything you order using promo code Bongino. Again, liquidiv.com. Use promo code Bongino at checkout. Get better hydration today. Don't mess around with your health. Liquidiv.com, promo code Bongino. Thank you. I'm going to have one of these babies soon. All right, so I find this uh, block fascinating because, you know, I've warned you about the scam first. You know, there's big pressure on social media companies to eliminate conservatives from their platform because they're morons and tech tyrants. But I've warned you about the fact-checking scam before. This is how it works and this is how it goes down. Fakebook and Twitter need a reason. They have to have a reason. You may say, why? They just hate conservatives, kick you off. They do. They can't stand you. We know that. They're liberal companies dominated by liberals. But they are companies that could be subjected to litigation. So the umbrella point I'm trying to get across is they want you gone. Conservatives, libertarians, even probably, you know, maybe moderate right-leaning Democrats. They don't want you on their platform because they're liberals and they hate you. Everybody dig? But they can't just kick you off. They need a reason. And the reasons are usually fabricated nonsense. So one of the vehicles Fakebook and others use to get rid of you off their platform, especially high-profile accounts like me, who we're still raging. I'm in the interest of being uh, you know, honest and ethical. My page is still rocking, but they'll do anything they can to stop it. So they sick fact-checkers on us. These fact-checkers are not checking facts. They're checking opinions. Now, you may disagree with an opinion, but that's not a fact check. That's an opinion check. Right. I mean, I, is anything I'm saying confusing? Let me show you. Let's walk through. Here's an article on foxnews.com I'd like you to check out. I think it was in yesterday's show notes. USA Today, which is a total clown show. I have an article about USA Today in the show notes today. How they're a total clown. Their fact-checking department is an embarrassing fail of a disaster. USA Today fact-check a viral photo of Biden's, he wants to appoint her as the press secretary if he wins, this woman, Jen Psaki. They fact-checked Jen Psaki, a photo of her wearing a hammer and sickle hat, saying it was, quote, missing context. So I'm going to go to a screenshot from this piece for, in a moment. I'll show you the photo. But just to be crystal clear, Jen Psaki in the photo is wearing a hammer and sickle hat in pink. She's in the photo. Joe, that is what we would call a fact. Yes. Nobody disputes that. So if you were going to, walking the audience through this slowly, Joe, I'm sorry, yeah. there are liberals listening to the conservatives. I don't mean to offend you here. Your aptitude is high enough to figure this out right away. <laughs> but if you were going to fact check the photo of Jen Psaki 
Obama, I mean, excuse me, Biden's, if he wins, press secretary in a hammer and sickle hat, you know, like the whole communist insignia thing. <laughs> the fact check would clearly say that is not an accurate photo of Jen Psaki in the hat, right? <laughs> that, 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 that's not what the fact check says. The fact check admits the photo is in fact authentic. There's the photo right there for you, those of you watching on Rumble. That photo is very real. <laughs> There's Jen Psaki in a pink hammer and sickle hat with the Mrs. Teresa Hines, John Kerry, <laughs> Lurch, <laughs> and the Russian ambassador. The picture's real. That's not a fact check. The fact check should be true. She was wearing that. But USA Today said, quote, no, no, no. It was missing context. They wrote, she did not end up keeping the hat, according to a source familiar with the gift exchange. Okay, <laughs> terrific. But that's not a fact check. That's your opinion of why she's wearing a communist hat in a picture. So how does it work? Well, once the cl total clown, USA Today's a joke. Krusty the clown time, right? Once that gets on your page, it happened to Dinesh D'Souza on your Facebook page or elsewhere, that that fact check comes up and your page's fact check is false, even though the, that nothing about that fact check is false. She's wearing that. All of a sudden, Facebook, this is the game, diminishes the reach of your page. You get a strike, so to say. Did you know this? Oh, believe me, yeah. I know this well. And then when you get, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, I'm, I'm sorry, Joe, Joe, I'm, if, anyone, if Joe doesn't know this, you don't, because I've talked about this on the show, and even mm -hmm. Joe doesn't remember. Yeah. If you get multiple strikes on your Facebook page, oh, your page gets just wiped out clean, and you can have your page eliminated altogether. Think about what I'm telling you. This is the scam. You don't check facts because we put facts up. You check opinions. Use the fake fact checks on opinions as strikes get three strikes accumulated on conservative pages and take them down. You don't believe me? It's happened to me multiple times. We got fact-checked, not kidding, not a joke. Joe, I know you'll remember this one. We covered this on the show. For an actual quote from Nancy Pelosi. Yes. It was a quote, quotation marks, meaning she actually said that. And the fact-check said, did not deny she said it. Fact-check. <laughs> it said we were missing context. Again, this is the scam. Dinged our page. Now mainstream media people pick up on it. Look at the New York Post. A page was fact-checked. Their stuff's got to be false. Here's this joker, Keith Kelly at the New York Post, who apparently isn't aware of the scheme, but I don't know if this, maybe he's just not too bright. That's on him. New York Post is generally a pretty good paper. Um, I follow them. But Keith's kind of confused here. Here's this article. Relentlessly pro-Trump sites saw big gains leading up to 2020 election. What does this have to do with me and fact checks and how the behind the scenes works and how Facebook's trying to get rid of my page and others? Well, what you can see on the page, on the Facebook page, if it's been fact checked and been dinged, mine has been because we made the mistake of actually quoting Nancy Pelosi. Mistake. Quotes. You get the joke. Here's Keith Kelly's New York Times, New York Post. Usually I don't highlight. It's New York Post. I'm sorry. I don't want to get that wrong. Usually I don't highlight stupidity like this, but I'll read it anyway because I want to show you how the game is played. Again, this is how it filters into the mainstream media. Quote, but the relentlessly pro-Trump website of podcaster Dan Bongino surged 
Our website has gone up a lot. It's gone up more than 1,000% to 3.7 million visitors, thanks to you, by the way, from a small base last year. Even though its reporting has flopped fact checks by neutral observers? Really? We did. Those were neutral observers? NewsGuard, which is, by the way, another one of these Fact check site, folks, Ah. which examines misinformation on websites, warns Bongino.com regularly promotes unsubstantiated conspiracy theories and misstates facts, you know, like quoting Nancy Pelosi, (laughs) we dared to miss that, and often uses anonymous sources that's totally inaccurate to back up claims that have no other evidence. Yeah, you know us. We misstate facts, you know, like the whole Spygate thing we nailed with debunking the pee-pee hoax and all that stuff. Ordinarily... You know, you're never supposed to, this is kind of those, when did you stop beating your wife stories? You're not supposed to highlight this kind of stupidity. But Joe, for this segment, even though I'm reading a guy taking a shot at me and giving him PR he probably shouldn't get, (laughs) I'm doing it for a reason and a cautionary tale to the conservative groups out there. This is what's going to happen to you. None of what was said about our website there is actually true. That's all fake. The fact checks we've been dinged on are utter absurdities. They were opinion checks they just didn't like. I promise you that from the bottom of my heart. No fact was disputed on any fact check on our site. But the New York Post runs with it just to ding Bongino.com to pretend we're not real. Then what happens? So that's the game. Fake fact checks, number one. Get multiple strikes, number two, to get their Facebook page down. Get their website fact checked so so hacks like NewsGuard, uh, journalists can use them to discredit your website. And then do what? When your website's discredited, go to another hack site like Scamopedia, otherwise known as Wikipedia, and have Wikipedia eliminate your website from any sourcing, despite the fact that you were right, because you've been fact-checked by opinion checkers, depending on the fact-checking, pretending they're fact-checking. That doesn't happen. Of course it does. Look (laughs) at this piece of Breitbart. You think I'm messing with you? Wikipedia blacklists Newsmax following post-election popularity boost by T.D. Adler. Why? Why did Wikipedia blacklist Newsmax, a legitimate news organization that's gotten more right about some of this stuff than the New York Slimes and others? Because they were fact-checked by fake fact-checkers checking opinions, not facts. Now you know why I'm involved with Parler and Rumble and a parallel economy to get away from all these losers? Because I know the game. I've been a victim of it. Not a victim in the liberal sense. A victim in that I use it as inspiration to fight back and do my own thing. Don't buy this stuff, folks. Our site's brought you the truth from day one. You know it. No fact has ever been checked on our site. None. That's all nonsense. Hey, thank you again for tuning in. Sorry to, you know, get all, uh, you know, sappy about that stuff. There's no need for that stuff. But, uh, you know, I do read your emails and I just want you to understand that that's why the emotional roller coaster that this show is. It happens for a reason. Sometimes I... And Joe's and Paul have both uh, been amazing. Joe kind of, I think, senses and is uh, with his Joe antenna, having been with me from the beginning. Mm, thank you. When I need a little crutch some days. So. Yeah. And then sometimes he just lets me rock and roll and do my thing. So um, I just need you all to understand that. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a great week. And as we always end on Friday, Joe, out with your liner. Here you go. Good day, sir. See you all next week. You just heard Dan Bongino.